that wonderful book right there. And this is, of course, your daily financial news. It is February 20th, Saturday, February 20th. And of course, today is a great day to make some money and be a little bit better than yesterday. If you haven't watched the channel before, this is my good boy, Jimbo. He is almost 16 years old. That's old for a Shih Tzu. And uh, he's not feeling well, so I'm going to hold him on my shoulder. Hopefully that doesn't bother you. I'm going to try to keep him quiet and comfortable. First thing to note is we will hold our one-hour question and answer session at 8 a.m., so in about 26 minutes. So if you ever wanted to ask me a question, uh, we will be going live in about 26 minutes, and we will just see what we see. And if you're one of my students, of course, at 9 a.m., we will go live in our private Facebook group. So lots of exciting stuff going on today, lots of live interactions, Q&A. Saturday mornings, kind of a fun day, right? Monday through Fridays are great. We do the news, then we talk to multimillionaires and answer questions. That's fun. But Saturday, I get to interact with you via live stream. So kind of, kind of fun. So very, very cool. Uh, when I look at my news of the morning, I want to catch you up on a couple of conversations I had yesterday. I know a lot of you are investing in real estate. That's probably why you follow this channel. I just thought I would give you color on just how Looney Tunes Bay Area real estate is. So first and foremost, I read an article the other day on CNBC that was revalidated in CNN, CNN Money, I think it was. And basically the rumor of you know, all of these folks leaving San Francisco and going to Texas or Arizona or Miami is not, not validated by the moving companies, U-Haul, van lines, things of that nature. It appears out of the 10 markets where these vans are moving, eight of them are in the greater Bay Area, Alameda, Santa Clara, San Mateo County. These are all, all within an hour of San Francisco, right, downtown. And what we are seeing is that wealth, that concentration of wealth, moving out to arenas where there is very low inventory, very like yours. But when you add stock money, stock market wealth, RSUs, which are restricted stock units or grants, on top of a very low supply, I have an example for you of a home that just went just to show you how stupid where I live is and why I can't make cash flow work here. So these numbers are going to freak you out, but it's where I live. Belmont is a city that's about 30 minutes north of me and it's about 20 minutes south of San Francisco. So relatively easy commute to uh, San Francisco if that's where your employer is. So there was a no-nothing house built in the 50s, one story. It was updated. I mean, it better be updated for the price they're about to give you. It was listed for 1.7. I'm rounding. It's like 1.695. Call it 1.7. Yeah, $1.7 million. Came out on Saturday. Had 37 showings Saturday. Had 25 offers Sunday. You're never going to guess what it went for. You want to guess what it went for? You know what? I'll take a pause here for 10 seconds. I'll let you guess. If you're watching live, go ahead and put it in the chat. If you're watching recorded, hit the pause button, post in the comments below. Let's see what let's see what you see. Again, no nothing house, decent city, asking one seven. Um, 
I don't know, I forget, all these offers, and it goes Sunday. Wow, look at all these guesses. Yep. Jerry Davis, you're the closest that I saw. It went for $2.3 million. 2.3. 600K. Richard, you nailed it. <laughs> that's, that's like 30% over. 30% over for a know-nothing house. That's like real money, folks. $2.3 million. Damn. You know what that's going to cost in taxes? I can't fathom that. I just can't. I mean, that's just the crazy world that I live in. And no wonder I can't make cash flow rentals here. The point is, the Bay Area, the, Bay, the greater Bay Area, right? Ex-San Francisco. San Francisco is in trouble. Ex-San Francisco is just like the rest of the country. No supply, right? So you add no supply. You add some very, uh, I don't know, stock market rich folks. That is pretty, pretty crazy. So at the end of the day, I still think the greatest risk for the Bay Area, besides spending $2.3 million on a freaking house, which is just nuts, I can't fathom that. And it's like, I forgot to tell you, it's like 1,800 square feet. It's, oh, it's nuts. But what I'm, what I'm here to tell you is the Bay Area, it's gonna it's, it's, the next 10 years are going to be interesting. I'm not sure we're going to attract the next set of would-be buyers, right? Millennials, Gen Z. I am fearful that tech hubs take off in other areas like Miami, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, the Research Triangle, Texas, wherever it is, Austin. If we lose that next generation, the people that spend 2.3 today, ouch, that's going to hurt in a decade. But at the end of the day, I, that's clearly an owner-occupant person. They and they came in for cash. They'd almost have to, right? Jesus Christ, that tax bill. My God. Anyways, that's the world I live in. Second, I had a conversation with some mortgage folks yesterday because again, what did I tell you on January 1st? I said, watch the 10-year treasury. Boy, has it been hot lately. It went up to 1.34 on Friday. So again, might seem low. It's up almost half a percent since January. So people are starting to pay attention. And what I'm asking these lenders is what's going on? And again, what they are seeing is a lot of folks that are kind of repeating what was happening in 05, 06, 07, where they're extracting capital, right? The big thing that caused that run up is people treated their housings like ATMs. So it's not quite to that level. And I'm, I'm talking to people that have 30, 40 years in the business. But each of them was telling me about clients who own their homes free and clear. Some of them had owned their homes free and clear for over a decade. Many of them now are raising, they're going 50% LTV. And they're taking the cash and putting it in the bank. They're going up to $822,000, which is the Bay Area limit for FHA financing. So they're taking 800 grand out of their house. They're putting it in a bank at 3% or 2.7 or whatever it is because they see opportunities coming. Folks, I talked to you about cash on the sidelines before. I think it was 1.3 trillion. Maybe it was 1.6 from memory. There is more coming. So for those folks like Ken McElroy that like to tell you there's a crash coming because it gets a bunch of views, not going to happen. 
I did watch Ken's video. I put out a video this morning because I just had to get it off my chest. Two or I guess three things in summary. Ken missed the demand side of his analysis. He was only focused on supply, and I would argue the demand is very different today than 2019. Mistake one. Mistake two, he missed what would happen if the government incentivized uh, home ownership, which I think is coming. He did not talk about. And then finally, he missed the greatest risk of all, which is interest rate shock, sticker shock. Take an interest rate on a 30-year from 3 to 6%. That will smoke the real estate market. Next up, a couple of things. We got the Fed speaking next week. The Fed is somebody I need to start listening to because, again, I believe they are losing the battle on interest rates. The 10-year, again, is at 1.34. I think it could be at 1.5 by the end of March in five or six short weeks. Then what happens, right? Then we're talking 2% by the summertime. That's a problem. So I expect them to talk it down. We'll see. I don't think the market will listen, but we will see. Another thing I'm starting to think about is all of these sporting events that have tried to operate during COVID. Uh, I've just learned that the Australian Open, that's a tennis major, I guess, first major of the year, I think, for tennis, they lost $80 million basically because of no fans and the extra cost of testing and things of that nature. I wonder when there's a team that goes bankrupt, right? Is there a team in baseball or hockey or basketball or soccer or whatever, that relies on those tickets, suddenly can't make payroll. I wonder if something's going to blow up. I wonder when there's a major, like, does the Australian Open decide to do it next year if we still have COVID? So I'm just wondering. That's a lot of money to lose on a sporting event. Another thing to look at, Janet Yellen wants to spend, spend, spend. The talk is what is greater risk of over or underspending? The general talk is, hey, let's let's overspend. Uh, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen? If, you know, they talk inflation and higher rates, you know, that may not be such a bad thing. Then they talk under under investing, which is what happened in the Great Recession, according to Janet Yellen. The Great Recession was an eight-year or six-year journey of slower than rapid growth. I would argue you're missing the point, Janet Yellen. The greatest risk of overspending is loss of faith in the dollar and the government. What we are seeing now, I believe, is there is a larger and larger and larger set of folks that are just saying, I give up. You don't know what you're doing. You're, you're running a checkbook that's full of red ink. I'm out. People are increasingly moving their cash to something else. Janet, that is your greatest risk. Loss of faith in pieces of paper. You don't want to talk about that because you know that'll freak the market out, but that is your greatest risk, and you're not talking about it today. And then the last thing I found is there's a gold bug, right? I love it when somebody is always something and then changes. There's a gold bug named Jeffrey Gundlach. I've read about him a couple of times. He's been talking about gold forever. He just put out an article saying that... Uh, Bitcoin may be a better asset or store of value in this crisis, given these things going on. I had to take note to that. You know, him and Peter Schiff are kind of the ultimate gold bugs. So to, so to see Jeffrey say that caught my attention. Caught my attention. So that's what I got for you today. Again, Saturday the 20th. It's a great day to make some money. Be a little bit better than yesterday. I hope to talk to you live in about 15 minutes. Hopefully Jimbo is calmed down by then. I'm sorry he's 
very fidgety. I'm trying to keep them comfortable. We probably have a tough decision in the next couple of weeks to make. That's not going to be a good day. That will not be a good day. But we'll do what we can for him. Take care, everyone. Have fun. Bye.